No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Isaiah prophecies Babylon's destruction. This would be fulfilled with the invasion of the Medes and also in the future day of the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. Beginning with chapter 13, Isaiah pronounces burdens against nine nations outside of Israel. These were prophetic oracles about judgments coming upon these nations in the future. Now, why were they called burdens? The Hebrew word refers to something that is lifted up or carried. This was a weighty or burdensome message to deliver. You see, God does not delight in bringing judgment upon anyone. In Ezekiel 18.23, the Lord said, Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? God desires that people repent, and so to carry a heavy judgment, that was a heavy burden for even Isaiah to carry against these nations. Now, even though these nine nations were Gentiles and outside of the covenant privileges, God still had compassion on them. We need to remember this today concerning nations or people that we may disagree with. We may be angry over their actions because we see them as being deceitful or destructive, but we must be careful not to call down fire upon those people, literally or figuratively. God is the judge and lawgiver, and the day of recompense will surely come. But God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's patient with people. And that is why Jesus told us to love our enemies and pray for those who spitefully use us and persecute us. If we are glad when evil comes upon them, then we had better check ourselves to make sure that we truly have the Lord's heart. Isaiah chapter 13, the burden or oracle against Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw. Isaiah begins with Babylon. Now, Isaiah spoke these words about 712 BC. It is interesting that at this time, Babylon was an insignificant place. Lift up a banner on the high mountain, raise your voice to them, wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Those who rejoice in my exaltation, the noise of a multitude in the mountains like that of many people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country from the end of heaven the Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Now, God makes it perfectly clear that he is in control. He rules in the kingdoms of men. He musters an army against a nation as he determines. Men may make their battle plans and execute them, but God will have his way. He uses nations to exercise his judgment against other nations. Now, at the time of Isaiah's prophecy, Babylon was part of the Assyrian Empire. Over the next 20 years, 
Babylon rebelled against the Assyrians several times. So in 689 BC, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, captured Babylon. He decided to destroy it so that it could never rebel again. He even made this inscription about his victory. I made its destruction more complete than by a flood, that in days to come the site of that city and its temples and gods might not be remembered. I completely blotted it out with floods of water and made it like a meadow. This destruction of Babylon by the Assyrians fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy. Verse 6, Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will be limp. Every man's heart will melt and they will be afraid. Pangs and sorrows will take hold of them. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. Now, this destruction of Babylon foreshadowed a future destruction of Babylon. In Scripture, Babylon represents the world system under Satan's control. That world system opposes the kingdom of God. In the book of Revelation, we see that Babylon, both as a false religious system and as a commercial and political system, will be utterly destroyed. God will bring this judgment just before he establishes his millennial kingdom on earth through Jesus Christ. And this is known as the day of the Lord. In verse 9, Isaiah peers far into the future to see that day. So the destruction of Babylon by the Assyrians was a dress rehearsal of the things to come. Verse 10, For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. Now, these cataclysmic events occurring in the sky will be fulfilled during the Great Tribulation. The darkening of the sun is spoken of by several prophets. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 29, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Let me tell you, you do not want to be on planet Earth in those days. Verse 11, I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold, a man more than the gold wedge of Ophir. Now understand the reason for the day of the Lord. God says clearly that he will punish the world for its evil. There are some who teach that the church will go through the great tribulation. But God is not bringing his judgment upon the church. He is punishing the Christ-rejecting world for its evil. On the contrary, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
For this reason, and many others, I cannot agree with those who say that the church will go through the Great Tribulation. I believe that the rapture of the church will happen before the day of the Lord, even before the Antichrist is revealed with the mark of the beast and all that he's going to do. We may go through persecution by humans, but the Lord will deliver his church before he punishes the world for its evil. Verse 13, Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth will move out of her place. In the wrath of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger, it shall be as the hunted gazelle, and as a sheep that no man takes up. Every man will turn to his own people, and everyone will flee to his own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through, and everyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Their children also will be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. This is what will happen during the great battle of Armageddon and the day of the Lord. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them who will not regard silver and as for gold, they will not delight in it. Also their bows will dash the young men to pieces and they will have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye will not spare children and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, it would seem that after Isaiah moved far into the future, he goes back in, into sort of the immediate future. Now, when Isaiah wrote this prediction, the Medes were weak. Most of them were ruled by other nations and the remaining needs were not unified. But after Sennacherib destroyed Babylon in 689 BC, his son rebuilt it. And in 626 BC, Babylon once again rebelled against Assyria. However, this time they succeeded. Babylon continued to grow in strength while the Assyrians weakened. Eventually, the Babylonians became a world-dominating empire under King Nebuchadnezzar. But in 539 BC, Darius the Mede captured the city. This was almost 200 years after Isaiah predicted that God would raise up the Medes against Babylon. The Medes, however, did not destroy the city. Verse 20, it will never be inhabited nor will it be settled from generation to generation, nor will the Arabian pitch tents there, nor will the shepherds make their sheepfolds there, but wild beasts of the desert will lie there, and their houses will be full of owls, ostriches will dwell there, and wild goats will caper there. The hyenas will howl in their citadels, and jackals in their pleasant palaces. Her time is near to come, and her days will not be prolonged. It wasn't until about 150 years after the Medes invaded Babylon that Alexander the Great would come and destroy much of the city. However, many people still live there. Alexander decided to rebuild Babylon's temples and make Babylon a marvelous city again. But then he died before he could accomplish his plan. After his death, Seleucus, the first gained control of a large part of the Middle East, including Babylonia. 
and he did not share Alexander's grand vision for Babylon. About 250 years later, the Roman writer Strabo wrote, Seleucia at the present time has become larger than Babylon, whereas the greater part of Babylon is so deserted that one would not hesitate to say the great city is a desert. Today, Babylon is still an empty city full of ruins, just as Isaiah predicted. It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation. However, some Bible commentators believe that the Antichrist will attempt to rebuild it, perhaps in a different location. All of this proves to us that when God says something in his word and makes a prediction through one of his prophets, it will surely come to pass. God speaks of historical events before they happen as though they already happen. That is what is so amazing about Bible prophecy. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow, we will go back to 1 Kings and see that after Solomon dies, his son Rehoboam is made king. He rejects Israel's plea for tax relief. This ultimately leads to the division in Israel of the northern and southern kingdoms. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching God's Word on Simply the Bible. 